Hi, everyone, and welcome to another excursion on Chemology 411. We are doing another Tuesday at 2 for all of my amazing restaurant owners in my uh, private group on Facebook. Today, we have Scott Prater with Evco Foods here to kind of give us insight of what's been going on with them during this time and possibly how they can help further our restaurants that we have. Welcome, Scott. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming. Um, so just tell my viewership on Chemology a little bit about um, Evco. Okay. Well, Evco was formerly Emporia Wholesale Coffee Company. That started in about 1902. And then in the early 50s, the Evans family bought the company and has since transitioned into uh, more of a broadline food service distributor. We started out with just candy and we did Brock's peanut clusters and coffee. We only had about 10 items when we first started a hundred and some years ago. Oh, wow. Yep. Did you guys do like the Brock's, all the Brock's candy? The, the article I read some time ago was just mainly peanut clusters. Peanut clusters. Man, I remember, do you remember the Brock's candy where you used to go and you could pick out what you wanted and you weighed it on a scale? Yeah, yeah. Oh my I, gosh, that was the best ever. <laughs> at one point in time, they had a little candy shop that did that back in the early 1900s. And Anyway, long story short, we are a third generation family owned independent based there out of Emporia. So um, Wally's grandson, David Evans, is our kind of our president and general manager now. I've been with the company since 89. I went to college in Emporia and worked at Vista Burger all through college and Vista Burger was um, a good customer of, of Evco. So that's how I kind of got to know everybody. And after college, I just went to work for him. Oh my gosh, Vista. I miss Vista. Uh -huh. <laughs> still one left in Manhattan, the original one's still there. I was going to say, we used to have one over by Kmart East in Topeka where I used to work. And I would go down there and get their little Vista basket that had like the little baby salad and the hamburger yeah. and fries. Yeah. And I thought that was the best thing ever. <laughs> I used to get real tired of folding those boxes. For <laughs> to go boxes, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So Evco, family owned, which I think that most people probably do not understand. Like you, you would think that it would be some big corporation. How many, how many different states do you guys deliver to? Right now we're only in three states. We're, we deliver about two thirds of Kansas. We don't go clear out west. Hayes is about as far west as we go. Uh -huh. We go about an hour into Oklahoma, like down into Bartlesville, and about two hours into Missouri. I think Warrensburg, it might be as far east as we go. Very we go cool. Yeah, we go out as about as far as the DOT regulations will let us. Um, the owner wants all our trucks home in the barn every every night because we nice. work on clean them all out and get them ready for the next day. So we don't do any overnight runs or shuttles, which would allow us to expand our footprint. But he just that's he kind of old school. He doesn't want to do it that way. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, that's I think that's pretty cool. You guys have done our food for a few years and um, I would not have known, I would have not have known that. Evco, the first time I ever even heard of Evco, I was working at Minigers and that's who did the uh, food for Minigers. Yeah. And to be honest, when I saw Evco and, and I, I thought it was 
like, um, cause we had the restaurant at that time, but I thought Evco actually only did like really big customers. I didn't even know that they did small customers. I just remember being told, Oh no, like Evco, they predominantly have bigger customers. And so it wasn't until later, um, that we actually started using Evco and I was like, how does that work? So I'm not exactly sure why anyone told me that, but I, I do remember paying Evco at Minikers. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just the opposite. We don't do any, I mean, of course we like big customers, but we don't do any national chains or really any regional chains for that matter. We're, we strictly focus on independent mom and pop type operations. And it's kind of always been the philosophy of our ownership. I mean, we've had lots of opportunities to take on chain business, but what that does is it really interrupts the service to our independent operators. It, you know, because right. 90% of our deliveries are made before noon. And, right. and then we're back on the road. And back on the road, get home, <laughs> clean it yeah. out. Most customers like that morning delivery. And in the Topeka area, we have five trucks a week, Monday through Friday. We have a really small delivery minimum of only 275. Oh, wow. And you can literally place orders up until six o'clock for delivery the next day. So we have low minimums and late cutoffs. Very cool. All right, well, we're gonna go in. I'm gonna uh, show on my timeline. I've gotta go into the right group. <sighs> set this up. I, you know, I, I've tried to set this up ahead of time and then it just kicks me out and then it takes me like five extra minutes to do it. So now I've, I know that I just have to set it up as we go through here. Uh, like I said, my group has over 90 different owners or general managers of restaurants in Topeka within a 30 mile radius. We do actually have a couple that are in Lawrence. Uh, let's see here. So let's add a title. Uh, God, P-R-A-T-E-R, -E Evco, and is it Evco Food Service? Evco Wholesale Foods. Evco Wholesale Foods. Yeah. And join me for Tuesday at two. Is it set up here? It was got all right so we're now we're gonna go live and of course I never know when we're live when it comes to all this stuff because they all change it says oh you guys are now live so let me come over here so I can see me so much work so I can see if there's any comments and we are live. All right, so hey everyone in my restaurant owners Topeka group. Um, today I am here with Scott Prater. He is with Evco Wholesale, Wholesale Foods. And he is going to just kind of give us a little bit about Evco and kind of how they're dealing with the times and possibly how they can help you. Um, in the future. So hi Scott, once again, we are in here. Um, can you tell the restaurant owners a little bit about like um, a little bit about you? Because they always like to know, are, you know like what's your position with the company, okay. that kind of good stuff. Okay. Well, thank you, Kim. So um, my official title is district sales manager, which in um, 
EVCO, we have four district sales manager and I cover the central district and we also have a Kansas City district manager, a Salina and a Wichita. And each district manager has about eight to 10 sales rep that report to them. So the company has around 40 sales reps and four district managers. I started out as a sales rep back in 89 and in the early to mid nineties, I was promoted into business developer and I've had, I've worn a lot of different hats with the company over the years. At one point I was in key accounts. We had, um, <clears throat> we had some, uh, national account type business, uh, like Taco Tico, for example, was one of the accounts I was responsible for. So we, you know, we're capable of handling multi-unit business, but it's really not in our wheelhouse. We're more of a independent mom and pop type shop. Um, like we were talking earlier that the company is third generation at this point. The, the original owner bought the company in 52. Um, it's been in existence since the early 1900s, but we've been under the same family management since the early 50s, and that's the Evans family. So when I started, it was called Emporia Wholesale, and in the mid-90s, we transitioned into a new name because I just remember everybody. Literally, I was working in Wichita, and people did not know where Emporia was. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy to say, I'm with Emporia Wholesale, and they're like, I've never heard of Emporia. <laughs> but we just carried coffee because forever we were just known as a coffee company. Hmm. We carry 7,000 items now. We're considered a one-stop shop broadliner. Um, but in most metro markets, we have five-day service. We, we cover two-thirds of the state of Kansas and partway into Missouri and a little bit into Oklahoma. Um, the company has grown a lot since I first started there. We, I think we had about 10 or 12 sales reps, and now we have close to 40. Wow. And we do prefer to do face-to-face -face business. We're, we have an online presence and a website. Um, it's not state-of-the-art. We're constantly working to improve it. But um, really, the, the owner of the company prefers face-to-face. -face and uh, we like to get our reps out there in the trenches. And of course, it's been difficult the last few months. Right. We've had, We've had to pivot. We've recently added a cash and carry option there in Emporia. And it really took off at first. I mean, it was the first time we'd ever offered that to uh, people of Lyon County and uh, they really embraced it. A lot of people are still using it even now, but it's, it's died back from when we first started it. Right, right. I think with everything that's going on right now, we have, you know, um, at first you've got the shock because you're just like, well, what? And then it's like, you have that, yeah, we can do this. Let's just do something different. And then it's just kind of like, I don't really like this. I don't, and to me, I don't want to start doing something to where um, people think that this is just what we're going to do from now on. Like so they keep telling me, you should just order your groceries and have them delivered or picked up. But I am like, my favorite part of the week is going grocery shopping with my daughter, walking down all the aisles. I don't like shoes. I don't want to go dry buy clothes. I love to buy food. Like love buying food. <laughs> it's like exciting to me. So so, you know, like if it would, if it would have been required, like, okay, none of the stores, you have to have everything delivered to you. I would have used it, but I think I would have been kind of more like, I think I want to get back to, you know, the face to face kind of a, the, the deal. So I could see businesses yeah. um, doing that. Um, when this, when this first happened and most restaurants were closed down, did Evco do anything 
because um, I mean, you're, you were, there's still restaurants were a little bit open, but besides the carry out thing, did you guys have to think of, to do anything different? Well, to be honest, no, not really. We've always had um, really low minimums and they're not really etched in concrete. We're right. really pretty flexible. One thing that we've always continued to do is offer hot shots. Um, if somebody doesn't need the full 275, we'll figure out a way to get it to you. It's not always my favorite thing to do, and you got to be careful about hauling refrigerator product in your car, but we use freezer blankets and coolers when we can, but we don't ever know for somebody if, if they need product. And, um, we continue to try and source as much product, when I say locally, as possible. We use a lot of Kansas vendors, Kansas-produced products, and we kind of always have, but I don't think we've done a real good job of marketing that. Right. Uh, because it's just always kind of been the standard operating procedure for us. Like we, we, we buy a lot from Fanistel right there in Emporia. If you've never had Fanistel party time ham or their bacon, that's their kind of their flagship. We, we carry about 30 other items that they produce there in Emporia. We buy a, a local cheese, a local flour out of uh, Hudson, Kansas. Um, Weeby Farms is the cheese company we use out of Durham, Kansas. We get all our eggs from Chase, Kansas. So wow. we have to try and do business with Kansas, you know, family-based producers when possible. They're always our first choice. I definitely would have to say that if the marketing team at Evco is listening, that would be flipping amazing to be able to um, – to, to show the, the, the positive support for the company, you know, like, um, um, oh, State Farm did the commercial about, hey, we're going to give you back some money because you can't drive. Um, yeah. uh, so we're going to do that. If, if Evco wanted to do something, that would definitely be, first of all, um, we're, lo we're a local business trying to do as much local as we can that would be that would be incredible to hear because you know I know a lot of different things and that is totally surprising to me like I would not have I would not have known and I don't know what the other food companies do either but um, I think it, it helps it helps in the time of need when people are trying just to help a lot of people are trying to help that smaller circle now like trying to keep everybody in line and keep, you know, the business going. That was the awesome story. Like, I think I like that. Sorry. I yeah, was just, that, when it comes to, when it comes to local supporting local, you know, some of the restaurants will use the local farmer's market and all that kind of stuff. And um, they use that to promote. And so I, I, I say good job for um, using what's around you. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't have a, a marketing department. Sometimes I wish we did, but we, we have very few levels of management. Um, like there's only one guy between me and the owner. Oh. We, don't have, we don't have bid departments or marketing departments. It's basically, you know, just a family in there that the owner's son runs the company and the daughter runs purchasing and nothing's in HR. So oh my. Yeah, we need to do a better job of marketing somehow and getting the word out. That I, I, I have to agree because like I told you um, in the first part, when I worked over at Minigars, I was told that Evco basically just did. They didn't do the small places. And then you tell me, no, that's what we do. So 
um, the reason that I'm bringing all of the people, you know, together in this group is I know that the, my, my restaurant owners in this group, it's, it's, it's very hard to meet with new people. It's, you know, your, your day is overwhelmed and, and I'm trying to work with them and try to figure out a little bit of time management control so that they um, can actually help improve their business, learning, you know, maybe to look at a balance sheet or a profit and loss and understanding food costs versus expense. Besides selling food to someone, do you guys offer anything else to help them with their, with their business at all? Like, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what would that be? One of the things I like to do is, is evaluate the menu. I took a course in menu engineering many years ago and I, the menu is kind of what drives your, your business. And one thing that people forget to do is do cost analysis on their menu because prices change every week. They go up and down. Some items are up and down like a roller coaster. And typically your menu is set. One of the smartest guys I know in the business changes menu to a chalkboard and he can change his price on a daily basis based on the price of brisket this week. So he stays ahead of it. But a lot of people don't take it, you know, that into account. And you set when you set your menu price, the the price that you did the cost analysis on was maybe two or three years ago. When's the last time you actually did a, a, a food cost analysis of your menu pricing? I have to agree at the salad bar for so many years, we just said we were, you know, we weighed out the salad. And so they would just, it would, they would just weigh it out. And then for a year or two, the price just stayed the same. And then all of a sudden you start doing the tomato shortage or, you know, like the different shortages and things doubled in price. And especially yeah. when lettuce that, you know, when you own a salad bar and you have all this lettuce that no longer, you know, and we never used any of that lettuce, but because our lettuce wasn't the one that was contaminated, our prices would go up. So we decided to do the market value salad bar, meaning the price would change depending on the market. So yeah. you could go in and we had a sign and we would just change it sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly. Um, because when, when you start out with a business, you're trying to provide, you're tr trying to provide the best product for your customers. And what I, also don't believe is, I don't believe customers understand the cost of the products. Um, so when the beef shortage was going on, you would walk into some restaurants and they'd be like, our hamburgers are a dollar more because the price went up. And um, which is never, which during a pandemic ish, you know, like what we're doing right now, people felt like, oh, okay, that's fine. But that's not, that doesn't even, it happens all the time where something yeah. goes crazy up and you're like, um, we, it was avocados. We had a, 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 a wrap that had avocados and a, a while back, probably about eight years ago, avocados went skyrocketing because of, I don't know, trade agreement, who knows why. And so we had to take the avocado totally off because we would have to mark the wrap up like $2. And, um, so restaurants, restaurants, if they're, that's a great service to, to remind the owners that you should probably be evaluating your menus because if you have the same menus with the same prices for three years, you're probably making less money. I mean, I don't see food costs that go drastically down all the time um, I, because 
inflation always brings them up. So that's a great, I mean, that's something that most people probably don't even think about um, when they're doing it. Vic, uh, Vic over at El Shalar is talking over here, says Evco made me new menus, very happy. Uh, wait a second, I'm distracting Kim with my comments. He said, great point by Scott and got Evco bucks because the food show was canceled. So you guys, uh, do you guys do a food show normally? We do, typically every March. And okay. gosh, it, we, we were all set ready to go when all this hit. At mm. everything ready to go. Samples are all booked in. We had all our swag bags set ready to go. Um, we're going to use the same theme for next year. It was a Roaring Twenties theme. But yeah, Victor said, thanks, Victor. Um, we went ahead and did a like a no-show food show. Mm-hmm. So whether you signed up to come or not, we went ahead and gave everybody the food show uh, FCO buck allowances. Gotcha. Yeah, our vendors cooperated with us, even though, you know, we didn't have a face-to-face show. We went ahead and honored all the food show books that were the discounts and allowances that were in the original book. So um, to go to that to go to that food show, do you have to be a customer of Evco? Nope, nope. nope. You can just okay. show up. Yeah. So so how would how would any of my business owners um, be able to 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 know about what you guys are doing? And you is there any way that like you could tell them how would they contact you if they just want to meet you to learn more about Evco? Um, cell phone, email. Okay. We'll give them that information and let them know. And I'm going to type it as you talk. What, so Scott, um, it, your, what's your cell phone? What number? 785. Uh-huh. 224-5514. 5514. All right. And then Scott email. What's your email address? It's kind of long. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> it's Scott S C O T T uh-huh. underscore uh-huh. Prater P R A T E R uh-huh. at uh-huh. Evco dash online dot com. All right. So and of course our website is evcofoods.com. You can always go through IT support. Evcofoods.com. Okay, so tell me, tell me that let's say that I have a, a business owner that has a food distributor and they're pretty happy with them. Tell 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 them why possibly having more than one is important. Do you have a reason? Yeah. I know my reason. <laughs> you know you to keep everybody honest, right? No, it's because if somebody doesn't have something, I have yeah. another option to just immediately do. I don't, you know, like I can always get what I need. I can have two delivery dates. So mm-hmm. if you're depending on, you know, like, um, and I, and, and yeah, it does. I'm just kind of like, oh, let me call this person and see what it's cost because I am in the business of making money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as long as we're comparing apples for apples, we're always going to be competitive. Exactly. But- exactly. So the other thing I was going to say is the multiple delivery day options. You know, one company may only come to town once a week where we come five days a week. Right. Uh, You may only need $300 worth of stuff and that other company may have a $500 minimum. Right. Or we could help. Yeah. And what's your minimum again? 
275. 275. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. that's, that's a great minimum, especially for the small, the small business owners, because at like field of greens, I know that ours are normally more than that, but, um, we liked we like to have multiple shipments because we were fresh food. So everything on our salad bar, we didn't want to get it in on Monday and still serve Friday the same yeah. stuff that we got in on Monday. We wanted to make sure that Friday was just as fresh as Monday. So, you know, mm -hmm. we have different different things like that. All right. So you said that you do the menu things. Um, do you guys have like any kind of a kitchen or helping people with their menus? Yeah, we have a couple of uh, specialists on staff. Um, chef C.J. Atkins is our corporate chef slash protein specialist. He's also very helpful in helping evaluate menus and create menus from scratch. Um, he is uh, constantly in the middle of projects helping customers revamp their menus or add a dessert menu or whatever it might be. A express lunch menu is one he's working on right now for a customer that's struggling with, with the carry out ticket times. Um, but uh, he's, he's been in the food business all his life. Anybody from Topeka area probably remembers Chef CJ. He's worked in a lot of different venues in and around Topeka. Um, and he also will just flat out come in and do production observations, whether it's a Friday or a Saturday night, he'll come in if you're struggling with, with prep or ticket times or expediting, whatever it might be. Um, he likes to get in and, and uh, roll up his sleeves and just help people out and see where they can maybe be a little more efficient. Um, that those are great. Those are great services, and I that yeah. I think all restaurants need, especially with what we're going through right now. I'm noticing that a lot of the menus are limited because of um, just not wanting to bring in the inventory that they normally have because yeah. they're, they're only allowed like 50% capacity. A lot of people still aren't eating out or whatever. And um, I, uh, um, that would be great to have someone, at least if you, if you feel as if you need to, you know, like at least slim it down for like a small amount, what would be the best thing to slim down to? Um, Pedro says changing menus can be counterproductive. You need to develop a balanced menu. Printing new menus can be costly and changing prices constantly can create confusion to customers. So that was, that was Pedro. Um, he's a, he's, um, they own a restaurant in Topeka. My, res my response is you don't change prices constantly, but, um, you do have to make sure that at least once a year you evaluate your menus to make sure that your pricing is correct and not to yeah. use such an expensive way to do menus is what that's how I would yeah. do it. We don't have menus. We just have a board and a price. So um, right. you would want to make sure different providers provide balance. Cisco, U.S. Foods, Evco's, Specialty Foods all have strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. That's yeah. why every, every single food company offers a different service. And if you have more than one, then you can get different services or you can be loyal to one. And I'm sure if they needed something, you could probably figure out or have them like you would know if you don't provide it, you could probably help them find someone that could help them. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, Scott, we are going to leave Facebook Live, so I'm going to say goodbye to my restaurant owners. I did put some information in there. This is not a sales call of 
um, convincing anyone to switch over for anything. What I'm trying to has people to understand the options that are out there for them. And um, we actually all have all the different food people talking to you guys at some point on a Tuesday at two, because I just believe it is important to be educated. And I just learned a lot today and I've been sending Evco checks for years. So hopefully if you even have Evco, you um, can understand a little bit more about the company. And if you, if you don't have Evco, there's always a chance just to get a hold of them. There's no commitment um, to just knowing what is available out there. And um, I thank you, Scott, for joining us with our restaurants. And so I'm going to leave Facebook live. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have any questions, I did put all the information down underneath the video. Um, anyway, I hope this was informative. Let me know what you think below and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Cam. Thank you. All right. All right. So now we are still live and recording over on the podcast. Um, thank you so much for um, joining us um, and helping. And if you need anything, just make sure you let me know. If you've got anything else you want me to put in the group, always just contact me, especially like a date for the um, for the the food show. I yeah. used to love food shows. Oh my gosh, we would go to. They would have huge food shows down in Kansas City. And I would love going, I would love going to them. That's when you start getting all these ideas and you come back and then you go right back to normal. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You're like, we're changing the world. And no, we're not. <laughs> you come back down to earth, right? It'll probably well, be the second or third Wednesday in March of 2021. I'll get you a date. Yeah. Let me know the date and I'll, and I'll gladly invite my people. Um, I'm not trying. Oh, Pedro says negotiating price is key with your provide your provide the owners have a lot of power and they say they just need to be reminded of that which is which is true we used to have I'll tell you just a quick story um, with one of the food companies was not Evco but this was probably about I'd say probably 2004 2005 with field of greens I decided to do a very strict budget. So I gave our person, I said, all right, you're going to get this much every, every week. I'm going to take total sales and I'm going to give you this much money to spend on food. And one of this, one of the people that we had, um, their prices were not consistent. They didn't stay the same. They could make of whatever they wanted. So the very first time we did it, we went in and I said, you can spend $480. I'm just making up an amount because it's a long time ago. So the food, you know, our food rep ran it up and they're like, it's $520. And she said, I have $480 to spend. And so I need to take some things off. And he looked at her and he goes, well, hold on just a minute. And he kind of maneuvered a few things. And he said, I got it down to 490. And she goes, yeah, well, I have 480. So I need to take something off. So we took one thing off, but yeah. that's all we had to take off. And it was almost a hundred dollars less because of, you know, and that's when she was like, what is that for? So I actually contacted them and they said, well, our salespeople, we have a such and such percentage to go up or down from this, this price. And I was like, what? And so we had to start, we started writing all this prices down. Like I had a list of every price and it took so much time and it got, it just, it, it made you, you have like a bad taste in your mouth. Like, 
you just tried to get a hundred dollars and we barely can pay our bills here. So, you know, having a good, a good um, connection with your food person is very important. I know in ours, and I think it would be very important to a company and a, and a company like Evco, meaning you're so small, I bet your customer service is a little bit different than a national, a national one um, because you guys understand small business probably a little bit more. I like to think so. Yeah, I, I, I would have to say, I would, I mean, one, I don't. One small, one small thing that we do that it seems funny to even say this, almost corny. When you call EFCO, you actually get a human. We have, we have three girls in customer service that answer the phones all day, every day. Oh my. We don't yeah, have a uh, recorded voicemail that you have to get patched through to a certain extension. You don't have to, you don't have to go through like 27 different numbers to try to find the right place to get redirected get, back to the zero. You call and you get Mary, Corey, or Tracy in customer service. And See, I think that is so awesome. That is awesome. All right. So anyone that's listening to this podcast and you are in the area of Evco, you should, you should um, get a hold of them and at least, you know, give them a chance to tell you what they have and what, you know, how they can possibly help your restaurant. Um, and if you're not in the area and we're going to be doing some other ones, you need to find out who in your area is available because sometimes, you know, just like insurance, it's good to kind of, go out and see what is available out there for you. And with everything going on right now, it's a great time. Everything is changing. So um, if you need new menus or thinking about cutting back, I, some menus I walk into and I'm just like, holy crap, like Cheesecake Factory blows my mind. I walk in and it's like, it's like a novel. When you go through all those pages, it's, it's overwhelming to me. I, I'm just like, that's a lot of inventory to be able to do all of that. Whereas a small restaurant, you need to be able to use everything you order in multiple different ways and make it look interesting, in my, in my opinion. You don't need to have 500 items on a menu because um, that's a lot of inventory. That's a lot of money that a small business would put into something. So um, anyway, all right. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to conclude another excursion from Chemology 411. This is our Tuesday at 2. And we had um, Scott Prater with Evco Wholesale Foods um, here today. Thank you so much for joining me. And we are going to say goodbye, everyone. And go keep taking all of your adventures. Thanks, guys.